Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let me ask you if this is a slight. Oh, okay, go on. I was online the other day and I saw a funny Instagram post mm-hmm. that happened to relate to the hometown of an old friend of mine that I'm not in regular contact with. Okay. And I thought, what a delightful way of reconnecting. I'm going to screen grab that and I'm going to text it to her. Okay. Screen grab it. Went to find her number in my phone and realised I don't have a current number for her because she now lives in Spain and I don't have a Spanish number. Oh, okay. So I thought, oh no, you know what this means. I'm going to have to use Facebook Messenger. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate it so much. What do you hate about it? I don't know. You don't know, okay. It gives me the creeps. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's probably, it's, it's, it's funny because I can really articulate why I won't be on WhatsApp. And that drives people insane, everybody in my life. But I can, I can articulate what it is that I don't like about WhatsApp. With Facebook Messenger, I just want to try and stay off Facebook as much as possible anyway. I don't like being dragged into their ecosystem is what it is. I resent it. Happy to go on Instagram, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, and then... Um, it's that thing of I don't like people being able to see when I've read their message. Yes, and that, that's the reason why I don't like WhatsApp, I'm no, sure. No, there are many reasons. Oh, well, there, well, there are th- 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 we've been through this yep. so many times, okay. I don't think it bears repetition. Okay. But I, th- I have three very clear reasons that I don't use WhatsApp, and that's one of them. So anyway, mm. I think this is the only way I know to get in touch with her. And I send her a message. I attach the photo, and I write, hey, saw this. Uh, I went to text it to you and realised I don't have you, you, an up-to-date number for you. Hope all's grand. G. Kiss. Mm-hmm. She messages back the next day. Okay, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Smiley face. Yeah, great. That's so funny. Exclamation yeah. mark. Yeah. Hope you're well. Oh, so you're saying the slight ish didn't give you an update number. Yes. You weren't asking for it directly. If somebody sends me a message <laughs> and says, I don't have an up-to-date number for you, mm-hmm. there, are, there are one of two thoughts goes through my mind. I think, oh, God, I've got to give them my number. No wonder I've not heard from them. Mm. Or I thought, I'm not giving them my number. 
And that's clearly what's happened. Well, she could be thinking, well, you found a way to contact me. Let's keep it on this. Uh, no, you're not, you're uh, not thinking that. Oh. She doesn't want you to ring her. That's what it is. She's <laughs> dredging the phone call. <laughs> yeah, that is a slight slight. Yeah, I think it's a slight good. Yeah. Um, I feel validated. Okay. <laughs> Second thing, mm. um, the other day, Sarah needed five pounds to give to the babysitter. Mm-hmm. We paid the babysitter more than five pounds. I was going to say, wow. But it was, uh, well, it was the, five the, minutes. The increment, the increment was five pounds. Okay. But she only had a ten pound note. Mm-hmm. She says to me, "Will you pop across to Five Sapphires, the local shop, and uh, change it?" So because I'm nice, mm. I put on my my, uh, my clogs. Mm-hmm. What are they? They're, they're um, not quite Crocs. They're like rubber sandals. Okay. In actual fact. Okay. I don't know why the footwear was relevant no, to the story. You painted a picture, and we loved that. I was just trying to uh, tr- trying to emphasize the fact that I just um, I was pop- popping out to pop back in again. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a quick errand. Yeah, yeah. Came back, gave Sarah a five pound note, four coins, and then twenty p or whatever. Mm-hmm. She looked at it. And said, oh, did you buy something? <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. I bought some chewing gum. Yeah. And sh- she felt that I should have just gone in and asked for change. God, who is this person? How are you married to this person? Well, no, you can't just ask them. No. Because they can't just open the till for no reason. Of course not. No. I mean, they could, but like, no, you're no. not going to ask them to. So I say this to her. Mm. Say, what, you expecting me to like go in there and ask for change? Of course I'm not going to do that. They're not a bank. No. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Oh. She says, I wouldn't ask you to go in just anywhere and ask for change, but you have an intimate relationship with that shop. You're in and out of there all the time. Okay. That makes things a little different. But does it, though? Mm, how, how often are you going in there a day, for example? Well, since there are these apps now where you can get groceries delivered in 10 uh, minutes, uh, far fewer times. Right, right. But daily. Are you still going there daily, like once a day? Maybe maybe not so much now, but okay. but you know, historically daily. And we still get our papers delivered from there, even though you think okay. it's weird that we have papers delivered. So they do know you very well. Well, if you imagine it now, what would they have said? Do you know what they'd have said? I don't, I don't want to risk it. You, you can't even begin to imagine it. It's too, it's too. No, because even if they'd have said, "Oh, sure, no problem," mm. they would have. They would have changed that relationship forever. They think, mm. "Oh, it's the kind of person who can just come in here and have to change." <laughs> the amount of times I go in there and buy stuff to make it up to a fiver, that so that I can pay with a card. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. they don't know that. Well, I'm sure I spend far too I, much I think, money in there. They do know that. <laughs> I think this guy buys a lot of um, mm. pods for the washing machine. <laughs> right. Non-bio. Mm. So what do you think then? You, what you could have done, you could have said, oh, hi there, I need to get some change. I'm happy to buy like something small, otherwise could you just too change involved. it up? Yes, yeah. As soon as, okay, you, as, soon as you, you use a phrase like, I'm happy to da-da-da, it's too involved. People are looking at you, why, why are you giving me your life story? Okay, here's what I would have done. Yeah. I would have bought the cheapest thing in there. Yeah, that's what I did, chewing gum. Yeah, yeah. Extra. I'd have done the same. Do you want to guess which flavour extra I got? Blue, green or the metallic blue one? Or the white one for tooth whitening. Green. Is that your final answer? I'm really nervous. I'm not comfortable, but yeah. I'm wrong. Metallic blue. Metal- metallic, oh, yeah, yeah. Of course yeah. it's metallic blue. Yeah. Oh. You don't I, even know me. I know. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know myself. All right. 
right, Annabelle. Let's uh, let's see what the drifters have been contacting us with this week. Okay, first one is from oh Imperial Empress Rebecca. It starts with, "Does this make me a terrible person?" If we've got more emails starting with that, I would happily receive them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does this make me a terrible person? So about eight years ago, my daughter started with a new childminder. It was a husband and wife team. When she what? Sta- I know. I mean, I like. Oh, child. It. I was thinking you're still on babysitter. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah, childminder. Yeah, these people that come to your house in a team. No, no, no. No, no, childminder. That, that so yeah, that's, this is fine. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of it before, but it, no. but it seems normal. When she started, we filled out loads and loads of forms, permissions, medical, etc. Sophie went on her first day and came back with a diary of what she had done that day. They spelt her name S O F I E and had written it in front of the book, even though her name was spelt in the more traditional way, traditional British way. I did what any drifter would do. In her diary, I found any excuse to write her name spelt correctly. Sophie, S-O-P-H-I-E, has had a great day. She loved the park and Sophie can't wait to come back tomorrow. Sophie was about two, so couldn't yet write. But I started to panic that they would teach her how to write her name. She would learn to write S-O-F-I-E. I continued with the passive-aggressive notes in her diary. Then, a few months later, I get a text from the childminder. She said she was very sorry, but they would not be childminding anymore. As her husband had been having an affair, she had thrown him out and they were closing the childminding business. Wow. I'm sorry to say that my first thought was, well, that solves the (laughs) Sophie-Sophie problem. I am Uh, a terrible person. Oh, that's great. That's great. I I think I would think exactly the same thing. (laughs) Later on, I did send a message back to say how sorry I was about the breakdown of her marriage. But yeah, that, that would have been everyone's first thought. Yeah. You're I hope you spelled the names person. right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is from Tess. A few years back, in an attempt to get a grasp on my mental health, I started jogging. I was so unfit that the first time I ran, I broke out in red itchy welts and was forced to walk home. I had to waddle like a duck to prevent my thighs from chafing and aggravating the already fiery welts that had developed. I think people must have thought I just soiled myself, but I was in too much (laughs) agony to care. I can now say, with some level of pride, that I'm now able to hold a slow jog for 20 minutes. Wow. (laughs) No, no, I mean, that, that is beyond me. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Good, but I am by no stretch of the imagination fast or anything to aspire to. I am a solo runner and appreciate that I could listen to music or a podcast in the background without having the pressure of trying to keep up with someone and trying to hold a conversation. My now husband, let's call him Carlos, bought me a fitness watch as a gift earlier this year and it secretly fed my longing to look like those real runners who flick their wrists casually while running while doing mental arithmetic to determine if they were on target. I do this on occasion, but it's only to check what time it is or to see if my heart rate is as high as it feels. (laughs) One day, a colleague who got wind that that I was a runner suggested that I join him and another colleague after work for a run around the office park. In an effort to manage his expectations, I said, I am really slow, like really, really slow. It takes me about six and a half minutes to cover a kilometre on flat terrain. I think he interpreted that as me wanting to improve my pace and he quickly suggested I add a training programme to my weekly runs. It's easy, he said. Just go into the Garmin app on your phone and it'll sync the programme onto your watch. I'll even show you, he said excitedly. 
I begrudgingly took out my phone. It's quite a manky looking old thing. The phone is six years old, the screen is cracked, and it's 100% guaranteed to be covered in dried peanut butter or some other (laughs) condiment at any point in time. But I convinced myself that it would be healthy to interact with people again post-lockdown. He kind of looked past the grotesque of my phone and told me to open up the Garmin app. And while it was loading, said, at the bottom, there is a place to see your training programmes. We were both staring at the screen. And when the app finally opened up, both our eyes both darted to the bottom of the screen. To my horror, at the bottom of the screen was a summary of my menstrual cycle. I knew he'd read it too. And there was no sign of this alleged training programme I was promised. I could feel my face going red and my armpits starting to sweat. To add to this, the air conditioners are not working in the office. Trust me to be wearing a heavily padded suit jacket. <sighs> After a few seconds, he piped up and said, oh, I must have personalised my app. I tried to play it cool as we swiped through the app to find the feature he was talking about. Meanwhile, I was berating myself. This is why you don't talk to colleagues about anything other than work. Stupid, stupid Tess. How on earth do you think this was a good idea? I can only thank the gods there was no embarrassing WhatsApp notifications or SMSs popping up to remind me I was due for my pap smear checkup during this painful interaction. My body was not handling the stress well and my face was so hot, my glasses were literally starting to steam up. Once we completed the setup, I casually remarked, wow, it's really hot in the office today. It's either the air conditions aren't working or I must be starting the menopause. For some reason, my brain thought to bring up the menopause to a 30-year-old male colleague would help lighten the mood. He then replied with, I'm sure you aren't going through the menopause test. We both chuckled and went back to our office cubicles where I continued to sweat profusely (laughs) and question my life decisions. Maybe my colleague was being kind, suggesting that I was still very much in my youth and looked nowhere near menopausal age. Or maybe it's because he knew I was on my cycle and thought best not to provoke me. I honestly wish this was a gross exaggeration of what happened, but alas, it is not. I'm sure every time I get my cycle or close my eyes to sleep at night, I will relive this moment of my life. The good news is we did manage a group run and I realised that sharing my running pace with other people is not the worst thing about myself that I could expose. I just want to say, ladies, people who menstruate, mm. don't feel ashamed of your cycle. Mm-hmm. Do you know part of the reason I... I, I like talking about menstruation so much mm. is I'm really squeamish about the blood aspect of it, mm. but I don't want to be that. I don't want to be lumped in with those guys who are squeamish about menstruation. Mm. I'm just squeamish about blood, full stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really like to focus on the rest of the cycle. The rest of it. <laughs> well, it's you know, twenty eight ish days, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very good podcast about it. Oh, is there twenty ish twenty eight ish days later? Oh, that's a good it's name. Made by the BBC. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Maybe we should do some do some cycle check. I mean, I I don't want to force it on on anybody, mm-hmm. but if you ever felt the need to talk about it with me, that's how comfortable I am. Okay. Apart from the bit with blood, okay, it's just the rest of it you'd love to yeah. chat about. We did um, an episode of the podcast last week. It'll be this week in terms of the one that's out. If you're listening to this uh, the, uh, the week of release, um, about women's health inequality. Mm-hmm. So there's a gap. Mm. between the way women are treated in the medical system and the way men are. So, for example, a woman can go to A&E and present with the exact same symptoms as a man but be kept waiting longer and then given weaker painkillers. Oh, really? And because it's systemic, no doctor thinks they're doing that, but it's just sort of built in because of hundreds of years of history. And as part of that, we, uh, we interviewed 
India Rekison, who is the host and creator of this podcast, 28 days, oh. 28-ish yeah. days later. So it's very fresh in my mind. Oh, right. And I just want everybody to think, what a great guy he is. Just like, he's so comfortable talking about menstruation. I'm more comfortable than I am. I, genuinely, I'd be more comfortable talking about menstruation than football. I can well imagine. Yeah. Yeah, well imagine. So your DMs are open if anyone wants to come in and chat to you about their cycles. Apart from apart from the bit with the blood. Yeah, okay. But I made, I made a terrible mistake in that interview. Oh, no. What did you say? I used the phrase sanitary products. What's wrong with that? Well, I think it's part of the problem. Oh, sanitary. Because you call, oh. yeah, do you see? Oh, because it's so dirty. Do you see? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, interesting. I've got a friend who is uh, a judge. These are the kind of people I knock about with. Mm-hmm. I got I a weird tweet last week accusing me of going on about my perfect London life <laughs> on I the podcast. Can I listen to this then? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I thought. Perfect London life. Anyway, um, I've got this friend who's a judge, mm. and she was saying that she keeps her tampons out on the surface of the uh, of the bathroom in her chambers just to freak out the old stuffy male judges who think those things shouldn't be seen Good for her. by male eyes, Good which I like. Look at me! What a great, so comfortable, but but also great guy, great, hero, great, hero, hero, great. I'm really guy, making great guy. these women's issues all about me, aren't mm. I? <laughs> all right, Annabelle. Yes. Give us another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. Well, if I don't sound myself today, it's because this morning, no word of a lie, I was attacked by a tree. Oh. A horse chestnut tree. Oh. I was walking the dog along a very familiar route and a conker smashed into my head, which is bad enough if you're thinking like round, shiny conker, but it had that spiky shell on it. Oh, yeah. One of the spikes got embedded in my skull and I had to undergo a very intricate operation, by which I mean I went home and removed it with tweezers. What? I know. Have you ever heard of that happening to anyone? So did you like go home with a conker on your head then? <laughs> no. Oh, no, it's just it the left, spike. It left... <laughs> I'd have just pulled it out like it had been the conker. No, I f- it really hurt my head when it landed. So I put automatically put my hand up to touch. I was like, what is that? And I could feel there was a spike there. But wow. I couldn't quite get to it with my fingers to get it out. So I had to go home and use a magnifying mirror and a pair of tweezers. That's a difficult angle to be looking at. Like looking at the top of your head isn't difficult. Easy, is it? Extremely difficult. What is it with that spiky shell, though? Like, if it's to stop boys of a certain age filling up every single pocket of theirs and their parents' trousers and bags with conkers, let me tell you, Tree, that doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work at all. And I've taken it very personally, this attack, because I read once that trees can recognise people, which surely means they can also take revenge. Hang on. Where did you read that? Oh, no, no, it's well known. You don't know this. It was on The Guardian. Uh, I feel like maybe you've taken something different. No, no, no. Okay, it was an article on the Guardian about a book about someone writing about how trees can recognise people, but they have. And was the article um, a book review of like a ridiculous book? No, no. But they they did point out that something they had quite slow reactions. I can't recognise people. I know. A tree, yeah, a tree's better than you. So they might they see you now. And then in um, twenty thirty two, they'd be like, "Oh, there's Jeff." Like they got very slow reactions. But how would that, how would that manifest? How would that manifest itself? That oh, there's Jeff. Well, it would just be a feeling in their 
tree roots. What, an emotion? I don't know. I didn't write the book. <laughs> it sounds like you didn't read the article. It sounds like you skimmed the headline. Yeah, I skimmed the headline of trees can recognise people. Brilliant. Didn't read any more. Okay. So I don't know what I've done wrong to have that tree. Because it is a familiar route. Take, yeah, but I've, I've done something wrong. But did you say it takes 32 years? How long have you lived around there? Like I have 10? lived there 10 years. Yeah, yeah so, so it, maybe, maybe it was somebody who looked like you, like another 22 years prior to you moving there. Mate, that's possible. You just said it takes 32 years. No, no, I said 2032 in 10 years. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. make a pardon. 10 years. Right, okay. So okay. It's, it's feasible that I did something when I first moved in. Yes. I got their back up. And uh, they're annoying. So I'm really sorry for uh, dragging you down this tree route. I think I started it. Don't worry. I know, but I think what you wanted to happen Mm. is you just wanted to just mention it and me let it go. Yeah, and and it was more of an intro into the next bit. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't the whole thing. But like, I was thinking for an embarrassing long time about what I could possibly have done wrong. But I'm hoping, like, like you say, maybe it was a case of mistaken identity. I have got one of those faces. Gets mistaken for others quite a lot. Really? Oh, yeah. I think so. Like who? Well, just that sometimes people say to me, oh, and you look like this girl I used to go to school with or something, or this girl I worked with like a long time ago. Oh. Yeah. What's more embarrassing is that I got so paranoid that I might die from this stuck spike. So I Googled it, and the only occurrence I could uncover of this ever <laughs> happening before is with a hedgehog. I felt very far down the future. Well, in that a hedgehog moment. got stuck on somebody's head. No, a spike got stuck in a hedgehog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what's interesting: horse chestnut tree mm. <laughs> conquers are poisonous to horses. What? Yeah, so they're calling themselves horse chestnut tree, just so that luring they can poison them in, them. Oh, no. luring them in like we're your mate, and then uh, killing them. Wow. Yeah. So why, learned, why, are you, why are we only just finding this out now? I know, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. and do you think this podcast has, you know, got the reach really for that kind of news? Shouldn't you be calling up the sun or something and telling them? Well, I, mean, I did just see it on the internet, so I think it is known amongst oh, tree okay, circles. Okay, yeah, okay. but I could ring out the sun tomorrow morning if you feel it warrants it. Yeah, okay. do it. Do it. Let us know how it goes next week. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't what I was going to talk about. Okay. But it doesn't. Do you still want to talk about the other thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got plenty of time. <laughs> We've got loads of time. <laughs> it does involve the same part of my body. Your head. Yeah. Your noggin. Yeah. So I'm not someone who has a lot of phobias. Don't disagree with me. Okay. Romanesco broccoli is one thing. Yeah. I have an irrational fear of. Yes, you do. Another is getting insects stuck in my hair. Are we not doing it? We're we just going as if they're only pretending there's only two of them. There, there are many more, but. Yeah, okay. Actually, there are. Do you know that? Can you name one? There are, they're the two that spring to mind. Fear of visiting India. Oh, that's embarrassing. But let's not go down there. It's embarrassing. No, phobias are irrational. I know, that's what I try and say, but I just look like an idiot, so I don't want to talk about that. You're not f- afraid of other aspects of Indian life or culture? Not at all. It's just, it's an irrational fear that comes from, oh, it sounds insane. I don't want to sound okay, insane no, right no. now. Okay. I don't do, want to sound insane. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How do you think, if you don't want to sound insane, do you think there's anything else you've said in the past few minutes that, <laughs> no. that might have contributed to that? I've only ever said facts. Okay. I've not said anything that's not factual. Okay. Okay. So I'm not massively afraid of insects. I'm more, I'm like, I mean, I don't love them. I'm not, I'm not terrified of them, but I do freak out at the thought of them getting stuck in my hair. I don't know where this comes from. And to my knowledge, it's never actually happened to me, but I get anxious about it. Anyway, I'm in the garden with my son. On Sunday morning, I'm sitting down 
And my son says, oh, mummy, you've got a spider in your hair. Now, and I've got this phobia, but if you'd told me earlier that this situation would unfold and asked me how I'd react, bearing in mind that I'm with my four-year-old son, I would say that I'd be inwardly panicking, but I'd say calmly, okay, thanks for telling me. Then I'd go somewhere out of sight, turn my head upside down and shake it until the spider (laughs) fell out. This is not what happened. I immediately throw my head upside down and then screamed at my phone, get it off me, get it off me! Like it was Tom Hardy or Jason Statham or anyone other than my four-year-old son. Tell you what, though, he didn't get it off me. I won't forget that. What he did say was, it's turquoise, which made me panic even more that this was some kind of exotic poisonous spider. And we do buy a lot of bananas, so this would make sense. What makes it worse is that I was in the front garden, so it was kind of public and I was kind of loud. So I probably traumatised my son and made him feel unsafe around me and like he needs to look after me. And worse, everyone on my street knows. I just had a prey never brings any Romanesco broccoli home because then we're in big trouble. <laughs> Hey, listen up, we want to talk to you. And I think it's exciting. I think this is, this is exciting. Annabelle, have been, Annabelle and I have been talking for a while about how we can give you a bit more bang for your buck if you're one of the people who so kindly support us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And um, long story short, we're going to put a bunch of new stuff on there. And it's... It's been well thought through, I think, mm-hmm. which is unusual for us. Very. But we've really tried to spend some time thinking about what you might like um, and how often it'll be possible for us to to give it to you and what those things are. And on Monday, if you go on Patreon, you'll be able to see a whole new bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We've decided that for the next few months, so until the end of the year, mm-hmm. so we're basically talking about, is that what they call Q4? Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. For Q4, quarter four mm. of the year, we are going to give everybody who supports us above the $2 level, I think it is presently, but I think we can now change it to pounds, which yeah, yeah. we couldn't do when we originally set it up. But every, everybody who supports us above that level. Two pounds upwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you're going to get everything yeah. until the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to see what it's like. And then from that point onwards, it'll be back to tears again and, and you'll be able to read about that. But we've had, we've been talking about this for a while and I think we've come up with, I don't know, stuff stuff that you'll enjoy. I hope so, Because yeah. we're so grateful that people have supported us on, on Patreon, yeah, and especially through the um, pandemic when it was just, you know, it just wasn't possible for us to do the stuff that we used to do, like videos yeah, and yeah. things. We couldn't even be in the same room. So we wanted to say thank you to you for sticking with us and then think about how, how can we make this better for you mm. in the future? What yeah. more can we give you? So I just wanted to tell you that. So from Monday, 
if you support us on Patreon, uh, you'll be able to go on the Patreon page and see a, a whole bunch of new stuff mm-hmm. that we'll be doing. And if you're beneath the um, £2 level, you'll still get your title as ever. Anybody yep. who supports us just on that $1 thing. Yeah, yeah. And times are hard as well. There's cost of living crisis. When we started, it wasn't like this. And, and, and probably some people who supported us haven't been able to continue doing so that's fine the podcast is always going to be here and you're never going to have to pay anything to listen to the podcast um but if you do want to support us and support the the work that we do feels slightly strange calling it work (laughs) but there's an amount of time and it is what we do for a living Mm -hmm. um then we're we're revamping the patreon stuff we're going to make it better for you you'll get more bang for your book and i'm quite excited for you to see what that stuff is going to be. Yeah. And once it's up there on Monday and uh, existing patrons have been able to take a look at that, maybe we can talk through it a bit more next week. Great. But I just wanted to tell you that. So um, if you find us on Patreon, Adrift Podcast, you'll be able to see all that stuff from Monday. Great. Good. A um, couple of things. I want an aeroplane this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't just swanning around for the sake of um, destroying the planet. <laughs> no, no, no. That'd be wrong. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you about it. I'm, I met, well, I didn't even meet, but I was seated in proximity with such a great person, I think, that all drifters would wish they could be Go on. more like. Um, so I sat down at a window seat. The seat next to me, empty. Mm-hmm. The next seat, in other words, the aisle seat, was the guy sat there. Mm-hmm. When the plane doors had closed, it became apparent that the row across the aisle from us was empty. Right. Now, in this situation, if I'd have been him, mm. I'd have wanted to move, but I'd have been so worried that he'd take it personally, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have done. Yeah. He just looks over to me, says... I'm going to move over there to give you a bit more space. The perfect solution. So great. God, so charming and like the oh, wording's perfect. Oh, what give a guy. Give you a bit more space. He's making it about you, not what about What a him. guy. Great guy. I mean, I do think that is what I suggested on a quandary corner table sharing thing. Maybe he listens. Maybe. And he picked up some tips. I just think it would have come out garbled if it had been me. Mm-mm. I'd been so underconfident about actually speaking out loud to a stranger that I'd gone, sorry, I didn't hear that. And then I tried to make a joke. And for... Anyway, he was and you'd, great. You'd have said something like, you don't smell. I'm not saying you yeah, smell. Yeah, yeah, It'd yeah. Have been yeah like it would have been exactly it? like that, yeah. yeah. When the plane landed, mm. it was at an airport where they don't have those... Um, they sometimes call them sky bridges, which I think is a bit of an overly grand name for them. The jetties that attach to the side of the plane and oh, then you yeah. walk through the tunnel. I never heard they were called sky bridges. I've heard, I've heard them say oh, that before, okay. I think. It's, yeah. Um, so they, they had the steps on wheels that they wheel up to the side of mm. the plane, which I always enjoy. I feel like the Beatles arriving at Kennedy <laughs> back from Sweden. Um, anyway, there was in front of me a slow-moving lady. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps it, her leg was causing her some some pain or something. Okay. Now, the steps were wide enough and the lady was narrow enough that it could have been, I could have passed her very comfortably on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I chose not to. Mm. What do, you, do you think that was the right or the wrong decision? You didn't want to make her feel that she was in your way? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. I didn't want her to feel self-conscious about the 
glacial speed at which she was descending the stairs. And I thought, if I go round the outside, it only draws attention to that. Or she could. However, have been, mm. there was like a a, a a backlog of people mm. building up behind me, right. and I wonder if that just made her feel even more pressured yeah to try and get downstairs quick no she, there was no slip or anything like that <laughs> but i'm wondering what the right thing to do in that situation is yeah that's quite tricky because i i would actually find it more stressful because i would be very aware of people behind me and i'd be thinking just go past me just go past me you're making me feel like pressure that i need to go faster sorry to say that i think you were wrong i think my general move is if i am in the airport mm. The speed at which I move and the amount of people I feel comfortable overtaking, you wouldn't believe. Oh, I've seen you do it. Yeah, it's some, it's something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, on the plane, mm. when people are being infuriatingly slow, taking the things out of the whole baggage or going down the steps, I think I can't overtake. Okay. Second, I'm on terra firma. Ah, That's it. Okay, okay. I'm you've on got, a mission. You've got your boundaries, your rules. I like it. Yep. I sometimes, you know, these electric bikes that you can hire on the street in a lot mm. of cities these days, and we have them in London. Um, I sometimes, actually with some frequency, I'll hire one of those to go from one place to another. Oh, you and your perfect London life. <laughs> <laughs> and I always feel really self-conscious about overtaking a, um, <laughs> like a non-electric cyclist. Right, right. They're like, look at me, all like high power turbo. Yes, yeah. and also because I think like people on bikes are usually cyclists with the gear, and they've got they're, they're you know they're people who ride bikes regularly, and they're and I'm the amateur mm. who doesn't even ride his own bike. I'm just using the electric one most of the time, mm -hmm. so I should defer to that. <laughs> but because I've got the boosted speed, <laughs> I can overtake them so easily. Mm. Which am I doing this the right is thing? Ridiculous. What's, well, what I, is ridiculous? Th that you think that, but I totally understand. If, would you, uh, this is what I want to know if mm. you listen to this. If, if you were a cyclist, do people on higher bikes annoy you right? because they're amateurs? Mm. And do people, especially with electric bikes, annoy you? Okay, I'd love to know that. Let's see if we can find out. Okay. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Okay, quandary corner at the GLAP clinic here in Problematic. Okay, we've got a, a quandary from Anon. And then, because I feel like quite often we get these swimming quandaries and we're not swimmers. Mm. So there was a swimming one last week about changing, changing lanes. Changing lanes, yes. So Rebecca has been in touch and she's going to let us know what the right thing to do is that. Great. I feel this is coming up more and more and that we're not very good at solving these. So people are feeling the need to intervene. But I'm more than happy for that oh, to happen. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Because so it's either that or we have to take up swimming. Exactly. And that's probably not going to happen, no. no. So Anon says, I have a childhood friend of over 30 years who I very much like and want to stay friends with. However, she has always been really unreliable when it comes to sending birthday cards or replying to texts, etc. I am extremely organised and never forget anyone's birthdays and always send cash in a card for them and their children's birthdays. Recently, she forgot, She has forgotten to send cards or even wish me happy birthday by text. I know she's a busy mum, but so am I and I always make the effort. I'd really like to say, let's just stop sending each other cards and money now, but I still like you as a friend. What is the least painful way to do this? Or do I just keep sending her stuff and getting nothing in return? It has to be a text. There is no way I could do this face to face. 
I thought about mentioning how the energy bills and mortgage rates have gone up so much recently and that it's sensible to just keep our money for our own needs. But does this sound really mean? My husband says, don't send her anything and don't mention it. But that is so out of character for me that she would think I'm deeply offended or something, which I'm not. I just want things to be equal between us and to actually save her some hassle and guilt. Please help. I don't want to ruin our friendship. Just want to get over this annoying issue. Thank you, Anonymous. Well, I wonder if, if if you're being straight with us, and it is about you're worried about the stress that it causes her because of like her her brain is, you know, uh, scatty is one way of putting it, but quite possibly, you know, just the neurons fire differently to yours and her mm. executive functions. Different. Then I I think you're a wonderful person. That's really considerate. If it's really because you can find out that you can feel the resentment building up inside of you, I think that's fine as well. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think your thing, you're projecting too much how you would feel in this situation. Yes. I don't think someone who's not even remembering to send you a text on your birthday is would even notice that you'd stop doing it. I think if I was that lax at like remembering someone's birthday to the extent that I wasn't even sending a text, I don't think I would notice not getting the card. Maybe not for the first year anyway. I'm trying to think because I, I am sometimes, I feel like I'm either really good at it or I completely forget. So I aspire to be the kind of person who's really good at that that stuff. Mm. But then, you know, I think I was describing my own brain just then a minute ago and something, and I don't want to blame everything on the pandemic. But I think sort of something about the last couple of years has had its way with my brain mm. and I find some things a lot more difficult than I used to, mm-hmm. you know, in before times. Um, so if you sent me a message saying, look, I've been thinking, everyone's having a hard time of it with the cost of living crisis. Like, why, do, why, don't, we, um, why don't we make an agreement to press pause on the gift giving and birthday cards for the time being? I think, pause. I think, pause is nice. Yeah, I th- I th- and then you never pick it up again. I think I would feel fine. Oh, could you? This feels less awkward to me, what I'm about yeah. to suggest. I would wait until it's... I wouldn't do anything until it was actually her birthday because why why, oh. why, why bother And before then? No, no, you see, I, I, I strongly feel the opposite. I feel if you're doing it too close to your birthday when you haven't received a gift or card or your child's birthday, then it's passive-aggressive. And if it's too close to their birthday, it seems like you're not being a skinflint, mm. but it's all about you, not about the both of you. Oh, so I'd find it really weird to bring it up at a time where it wasn't close to one of the birthdays. Oh. I think I would wait until her birthday, send a text on the day, say, sorry, no card this year, totally skin, hope this text is enough, and then... And then that that would be it. That would set the precedent. I wouldn't wouldn't bring it up as such. I would just strongly strongly disagree. I would be more likely to feel insulted if I got that text on my birthday. Really? Because it feels like an afterthought. But she doesn't send cards. Yeah, but she's you know we don't know what it's like living. We we don't know what it's like inside her brain. We do we don't know, do we? We know what it's like inside a non's brain because they've told us. So we can see it from her perspective. But we can't see it from her friends. But she's not even remembering to text her on her birthday. Yeah, but 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 you again, you don't know why. Okay. Our brains are all wired differently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And life has its way with you. Yeah. I really like that phrase. Yeah. Um, but it feels weird to me to oh, bring it, it is, up. It is weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I think if you talk about taking offence, yeah, 
or um, it being misperceived as I think think distance from birthday is is key to it, despite weirdness. Could you do a a gradual withdrawal? So the first year that you do it, say you're always giving twenty pounds. I yeah. do card and fifteen pounds. Next year, card ten pounds. Card five pounds. Card with nothing, no card. <laughs> It's a gradual withdrawal. So it's so, so gradual she barely noticed it. No. no. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I, th- I think I've just given a good text okay, there. Okay, okay. Because the, the, it's not the birthdays that have prompted so it. But no, here's why it's not awkward. Uh. Because the cost, cost of living crisis is, is kicking in this, this autumn, isn't it? Yeah. As people are thinking about heating the houses. Mm. So it can be you've been thinking about cost of living, not thinking about oh it's a birthday coming up. I don't want to send a card. I'm going to say, oh I'm, I'm going to send a text saying this. It just doesn't seem like an excuse. Mm-mm. So um, I'm not going to send a card this year. Card this year because I want to put the heating on for an extra hour a day. Yeah, <laughs> make a joke out of it. Blame your husband. To blame your husband. He has said. Yes. That we can't have the heating on. Yes. Until the first door is opened on the advent calendar, mm. unless. I stopped sending these bloody cards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think there's lots of options in there. Yep. I think talk about the environment's always good for this as well. Oh, could you send an e-card? That could be a form of gradual withdrawal. I'm sending e-cards now because of, you know, paper. Yeah, paper. And also like presents and waste and stuff. I've donated uh, to something on your behalf. Yep. The Human Foundation. Yeah. This is the thing from Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, all right. I really think okay, there's a good, lot good, in good, there. Good, 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 good. Okay, so now we're going to get the response about the swimming. So this was about changing lanes in the swimming pools. Yes. Rebecca says, I'm a regular lane swimmer and the etiquette is tough. However, in my opinion, the man who swapped lanes to the quieter slow lane was in the right. Unless he swam too close to the person or cut her up, then it's her issue. I swim in the middle fast lane and there is nothing more frustrating than too many people in the lane. Don't get me started on men of a certain age who can't accept that I'm swimming faster than them. <laughs> God, that must be a nightmare. So I feel that, we, that that's finally solved then, that swimming lane issue. So that's good. This thing about like popping up, has that not been addressed? Oh, the fact that how, how he got like in. you're coming up like Godzilla. Or he say, <laughs> yeah, he seemed to yeah. appear in a yeah. creepy way. That was one of the concerns, but she doesn't mention that. Okay, so great. It's all just fine. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, if you have a quandary for Quandary Corner or further thoughts on a quandary that you have heard us, in your opinion, fail to address uh, <laughs> adequately, then please email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you are one of the people who supports us on Patreon, one of our patrons, one of our supporters, um, as I say, check our Patreon page on Monday and we'll have some new stuff on there for you. And if, if you're not and you're curious, have a look. I think uh, I think it's good and we'll talk more about it on the podcast next week. Do send us your quandary for Quandary Corner. Uh, also, any story that starts with, does this make me a terrible person? Um and your general stories of drifter life. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. 
thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And, uh, and um, I'm sure you aren't going through the menopause, Tess. No publication this week. However, an email arrives from Claire who says, Hi, Jeff. Hi, Annabelle. Hi. Hi. Uh, she thanks us for the recent publication. You may remember this was the one about the oil rig. Mm. And she says, uh, Jeff, you had a few questions regarding life offshore. So herein lie the answers. I suspect they will be less exciting than you may imagine. In answer to entertainers travelling offshore to perform, I believe back in the day, and way before my time on the rigs, they actually did fly out comedians and the likes to entertain. (laughs) This is great! Legend has it that a famous Page 3 model visited a rig back in the 80s. I've never been able to ascertain if this is indeed true, but someone always knows someone who was on the rig when it happened. Mm. Different times. Different times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what says different times more than that? <laughs> well, yeah. Really? Did you, was it when we were talking about this that you brought up Nell McAndrew, Force's sweetheart? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it doesn't happen now due to safety rules. God, it's health and safety oh, gone mad if Linda Lasardi can't <laughs> come onto the It's either her or Sam rig. Fox, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, however... A few years back, we did get a massage and Reiki therapist. Is it Reiki or Reiki? I say Reiki, but I don't no, think... No, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're know. right. I had it done once. That's when they don't actually touch you. Uh, yeah, it didn't do much for me either. No. In fact, I feel like I opened my eye, one eye and he was like eating a sandwich or chicken. No! Or I can't remember. No. I often something... think with these things, it's more my failing than theirs, though. There's something I'm doing wrong. But... Yeah, I think science is probably on your side. But, um, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but may, may, I could be wrong. I don't mean to. Um, mm. Like when I was younger, I used to really love like belittling other people's beliefs. And I'm really trying to not be that person anymore. Can I stop talking about how I was reincarnated again then? No. Okay. That's a step too far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you told my son that you were reincarnated and that you knew Dick Turpin. He, he kind of p- pushed me into it. He asks a lot about you and Dick <laughs> Turpin now. Um, <laughs> uh, Claire says, um, before Jeff asks, I don't believe it was of the happy ending variety. Oh, the massage, right. Okay. Yeah. That didn't occur to me. No, me neither. I mean, I think that I just put that down to my brain not firing on all the force <laughs> just tonight because it's the sort of thing that I would have would have been curious to know. Oh, no, no, you said, so Claire says, I myself had a lovely Reiki massage which revealed my, oh, rigger boots were causing blockages in my flow. Who knew? Oh. It's amazing what they can tell. Mm-hmm. Like to narrow it down to those boots. Amazing, yeah. And they're probably quite chunky boots. I think this. Um, did they did, were the boots in the room at the time? Mm. Is the question anyway? Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Actually, don't worry about answering that question. No, no, You've no, been no. so gracious in answering these. Yeah, <laughs> already questions. Yeah, no more questions. Right here we go. 
the not to be shown slash distributed on oil rigs for films was due, I believe, to the dual problem of licensing for showing to an audience and also the complete disregard for pirate video laws which existed offshore during the mighty days of the VHS tape. Now we have Wi-Fi, so we Netflix and chill. It's, what does, in your opinion, what does Netflix and chill mean? Oh, it was isn't it a euphemism for the unpleasantness? Yes, but I think it. I think it's taken on a more literal meaning. Okay. Yeah. Just I think it's entered. Well, Claire's mm. accusing me of wanting to <laughs> happy happy endings, and okay, okay, yeah. that that makes sense. Mm. Although I'm not sure, like a pirate video which says. Don't watch this on an oil rig as much of a deterrent (laughs) at the beginning. No, no. Um, People don't think, oh, God. You know, we were fine procuring this pirate copy, (laughs) but watching it on an oil rig, we're really crossing a line there. Yeah, we better stop, yeah. Is there something about your dad and pirate videos, or have I imagined that? I think you imagined that, yeah. Are you just... No, I think you've imagined it. All I'm saying is, if there is something, mm. it's enough years have passed that he can't. It's past the statute of limitations. Mm. They're not going to come for it. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I seem to like feel like I know somebody whose dad had like six videos set up in the living room, and they were like recording loads of stuff and distributing it around. That's illegal. It sounds. Answer me this. Mm. Is it surprising to you mm. that if that's not your dad I'm talking about, mm. is it surprising to you mm. that he's the person I've connected with that story? No. Okay. <laughs> My brother used to be at it with DVDs all oh, the time. Oh, gosh, yeah. Calling the police. Like he had um, like printed labels and everything. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Mm. Don't approve. Me neither. No. I thought maybe if I threw my brother under the bus, you might throw your dad under the bus, but it's not. <laughs> no. Not is it? Um, are we the hardy types that Jeff imagines us to be? In a word, no. I have a marvellous couple of videos which show how rough and tough we are. One showing me styling Livo's hair, whilst onlookers rate both his look and his manliness. <laughs> uh, and another showing Lackey dancing to Gloria Estefan's conga. Wearing a crop top. Oh. Crop top. Uh, both have mild profanity in them by me. Um, so I thought I would protect you both from the filthy sailor speak mm, and have you. not attached them. Good. But for a one-time only return of mug chat, oh. I might continue. Might oh. consider sending. Oh, right. Can't bear with the haters, though. We do mug chat again. I know. It's too the, much, the wasn't it? The haters really hated it. They really did, didn't yeah, they? We right. was trolled so much for that. <laughs> so toxic. <laughs> Um, I've attached a pic of the three of us so you can see just how unhardy we look. I also did a roaring trade in expensive hand cream. Oh, Norwegian fishermen are really into the hand cream, aren't they? Oh, they love it, yeah. 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 Um, facial moisturiser and face masks for sweets from the Bond shop. One of our mechanics famously had the most beautiful hands in the North Sea. That's quite something, given what I've just said about the Norwegian fishermen. Well, exactly. Thanks to his commitment to skincare regime based on the products I would let him use. <laughs> Hang on, I don't think the picture has attached to oh, the forwarded no. version of the email. You oh, forgot to include no. the attachment, Annabelle. Um, lastly, what is life like on an oil rig? Mm. Well, you work 12-hour shifts every day for two weeks oh, God. and try and sleep as much as possible for the other 12 hours. Mm. I like that. I like the sleeping bit. It's not the, yeah. yeah. More kip, less trip is the motto. <laughs> 
We have bingo nights, quiz nights, etc. Gyms, cinemas, saunas, guitars, pianos, and games consoles to keep us occupied. Sounds fun. I really want to go to an oil. I really want to see an oil rig. Mm. No, I don't mean like on Google Images. I would like to visit one, but there's this health issue. Yeah. But I wouldn't be going as an entertainer because what could I do to entertain? Get a, get a job as someone. No, no. Um, I don't think it's for me, the 12-hour no. day. <laughs> um, I am actually on what is classed as an FPSO, floating production storage and offload. So we are anchored to the seabed and move about in high sea state weather. Oh, my no, God. No, don't want to see that. Not for me. And yes, seeing a few folk go green in oh, the motion. Oh, that'd be awful. But I have my salty sea dog legs. Mm. Traditional rigs have legs onto the seabed. If you Google hummingbird FPSO, you will see the design of my old place. It looks nothing like an oil rig. I'm going to do that. I was about to say I don't like to vomit, which I think is probably true of everybody, unless you've got a thing, in which case no judgment. So it's sort of like an inane thing to say. But by that, I mean I can go years. Mm. I don't want to say how many it's, years it's been through fear of tempting fate. Right. But um, I'm not like Sarah, who has a full-blown pho- phobia. Mm. But I did, I did, I've got a bit of a funny thing about doing it. And I once took a, a ferry from, I think, Gothenburg. But it might have been Bergen in Norway to Newcastle. And, oh, my God, I destroyed a, to- I mean, I, I destroyed a toilet. Oh. As in somebody would have had to go in and fix it. Being seasick is horrendous yeah horrendous but claire's got the she's the salty sea dog she doesn't get it um hummingbird fp there's no escape from it i think this feeling of being trapped and hating that feeling is too much for Mm. me i suppose you can get helicoptered off i did see that on uh well somebody was seasick and they were helicoptered off (laughs) are you holding up the uh yeah oh yeah very nice i'm tempted now yeah Mm. Like a helipad. I, I love the big I think, letter H on a helipad. I think I was getting, do you? Why? Like it could be anything else. <laughs> What's that thing there that looks like a helipad? I don't know, but it hasn't got a letter H on it. We better not land there. Um, go on, what were you going to say? When I was talking about being helicoptered off, <clears> I was getting confused about, you know, that um, BBC One drama about the submarine. I think I was getting confused with that. That's Boot. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> the, the recent one. Oh, I didn't watch that. You did watch it. Did I watch it had that? Kaylee Halls or someone in it. I don't or one the other one. You know. Kelly McDonald. No, no, the other one. <laughs> Who else begins with a K? <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm gonna look it up. Keep talking. Anyway, I hope that's answered some of your questions. So fully, amazingly. Oh, this this in my pre offshore life I worked in forensics and I can tell you that there is a lot of body fluid stainage offshore. I'll leave it at that. I don't think I'd like to be that person who, the way you see the world has changed, that you spot body fluids everywhere you go. Oh, no, I know. Like wearing special glasses. Saran Jones. That's who I get Keely Hall's confused with. Saran Jones. Vigil, it was called. Claire also adds, when I heard Jeff was heading to Loch Ness, I did contemplate inviting him for a cuppa on the rescue farm, but I'm a drifter, so clearly that was never going to happen. Well, I would have really enjoyed the invitation, and that is something that I might like to do, but we ended up not seeing or spending any time in Inverness at all, really. We were out at Loch Ness, and then we were sort of barely in the, um, in the city, but I'd like to see those animals. Mm. Have some awkward silences with you. <laughs> Maybe it'd be fine. 
You'd have a lot to talk about because you just like talk about oil rigs. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I'm very good at is asking a lot of questions mm-hmm. to cover up the fact that I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so we go. Latest edition of the podcast. Not podcasted to anyone because that wasn't a podcation. But Claire, you have our gratitude for answering those questions. And then the, um, the hypothetical invite to the rescue farm was lovely as well. And does this mean that... Um, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't be averse to some podications? I'd love some. Yeah. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.